The topic of this uh, retreat will be the Holy Mass as such, the spirituality of the Holy Mass. And uh, we try to enter the inner dimension of the Holy Celebration of the Mass in order to live it out in our lives. We have to become what we celebrate, otherwise our faith is always uh, very weak and uh, if we do not become ourselves with our own life, what we believe, what we profess, so our faith is always uh, uh, something that we just profess with our lips, but uh, which never uh, uh, comes to the very, very uh, uh, essential part of our life. So, now let us reflect more in general uh, on the, the very aspect, some, some very uh, introduct, some uh, introduction to the topic in order to understand the, the very core of the Holy Mass, which is the sacrifice of Christ. The Holy Mass is the celebration of the Holy Sacrifice of the Cross during which Christ is uh, uh, Christ gave up himself in order to redeem us and he became while being transformed himself into a holy sacrifice uh, pleasing unto God he became for us the body uh, the Eucharistic body the Eucharistic bread of life so, uh, the Mass is the sacrifice on the cross and uh, from which also we receive, from the sacrifice we understand also the meaning of the Mass as a banquet, as a way to share in the fruit of that sacrifice, which is the, uh, when we receive the Holy Body and Blood of the Lord. But before uh, touching upon this topic, the, the Mass as such, I would like to just give you some guidelines in order to enter properly the mystery. And some guidelines about the sacrifice as such. Okay? This is an important topic and very uh, inspiring for our spiritual life, the sacrifice. First of all, we have to clarify what a sacrifice is, in general, yes? Sacrifice. When we, when we say sacrifice, even the word, we are a little bit uh, troubled, we have some problems, because we immediately understand that there is something to, do, to, to suffer of. Uh, we immediately think of suffering. Something difficult. And the very, uh, the word immediately matching that the word sacrifice is to offer up something, to give it up. And normally when we understand to give something up, we mean just some, uh, uh, what, some unpleasant situations of life. So we link in our mind immediately the word sacrifice with something to be troubled with, and uh, next 
we understand sacrifice as to offer up to God something that we don't like. But this is not the right understanding of sacrifice. That's why people are scared of the word. And nowadays, among Catholics, this word is quite uh, a stranger, so to speak. Catholics prefer to avoid this word, sacrifice. Especially uh, even on a theological level, academic level. The, the theology of the sacrifice is a little bit neglected. And among, even when we teach the catechism to our children, or we teach the faith to people who have to be received into the church, or we teach the people, or we, we preach uh, during the, the homily on the Sunday, we try normally, not always, but normally to avoid this uh, word, because we think people might be put off. Also because in the mind of priests, I think, and uh, we immediately think of sacrifice as something uh, implying suffering, uh, pain, yes, and then something that it is not your cup of tea. <laughs> it is not your cup of tea. So we have to clarify what a sacrifice is. Because if sacrifice is something that you offer up because you don't like, so it means that you offer to God what you don't like. Yes? And what about the things that you like? Are they offered up? Do they become part of your offering to God? Or you give to God only what is of less value? Or even not acceptable? as a sacrifice. Hi. We just started. And we are speaking about the not yet, but trying to introduce the, the notion of sacrifice because the topic of this retreat will be the Mass, the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass, the Holy Mass, as the very center of our life, Christian life. So we try to enter the mystery of the Mass, to understand what the Mass is, in order to live the mystery in our own life. And the very core of the Mass, the very essence, is the celebration of the memorial of Jesus' passion, death, and resurrection. This memorial is the holy sacrifice of the Lord. The sacrifice Jesus offered up once and forever on the cross. Only once the sacrifice has been offered because Jesus could die only once and could only with one perfect sacrifice redeem us. But the Holy Mass that we celebrate is the, the memorial of that only sacrifice. Memorial is the representation, the making uh, of that sacrifice celebrated once and forever, present now, in the liturgy. Okay. 
But before we enter this topic, the sacrifice, we have to clarify what a sacrifice is. Because we said this word is not common to hear nowadays. Yes? Sacrifice is something scary. And because we, I said, just said, we normally link this word with something unpleasant. And then, because it is unpleasant, you give it up. Because you can't do anything else with it. Right? The only way out to get rid of it is to offer it up. And then the offering, this sacrifice, becomes a way to get rid of something unbearable. Something that you can't do anything else with. Other than giving it to God. So the problem is, if we understand sacrifice in this way, we say that we go, we give to God only what is unpleasant. And so the faith in that way is just the, the is just to, to hold God as the one who is uh, demanding something that is impossible almost impossible to, to bear. And then we offer these things to him. No, we have to clarify the meaning of sacrifice. Let's first start with the word, sacrifice, which is a Latin one. You see the importance of Latin? That's why we have to celebrate a Latin Mass, because the, the, the English is made by many Latin words. Sacrifice from Latin, sacrum facere, two words. Sacrum, which means sacred. Facere, to do, to do something sacred. Sacrifice is doing something sacred. So it is not being burdened by something that you can do anything else but offer it up to God in order to get rid of it. No! Sacrifice is some, you do something, you perform an action, you, uh, you do something which is sacred. So you do something for God. You do something sacred when that action has as it on its uh, end God. So, in order to be sacred, that action has to be uh, detached from profane things, from that profane uh, environment, from profanity. Profanity is the opposite of sacred, yes? Sacred is something set apart. Yes, detached from the daily life, the natural life, and given exclusively to God. Profane, profanity is the, 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 the life, the natural human life. So profanity is the, the place of where all these human things happen. Sacred, uh, God is the sacred one. 
par excellence because God is is uh, the one God is uh, the creator God is the cause of all uh, beings but he is detached from profanity is detached from things as such he's the creator but he's distinguished from all other things so sacrifice means to do something sacred so to perform an action with whose end is not yourself or some human interest some human uh, uh, reason but the very end of your sacrifice the very end of your sacred action is god any sacred action is a sacrifice better to say any action that is consecrated which is the same root consecrate means to do something sacred so to do something sacred the very root of doing something sacred is to sacrifice it, to offer it up to God, to make it sacred, detached from profanity. So, any action which is consecrated is sacrifice. Consecrated means to be set apart, to be detached from worldly uh, things, and intentions and uh, ideals in order to belong completely to God. This is the sacrifice. So you can offer anything in your life can become a sacrifice. Not only when you offer your headache up to God and say, I offer it to you because unfortunately I can't cope with it anymore. The only way, in a sense, the only way to get rid of it is give it up. No. This is part of it. Of course, there is a pen we see now there is a penitential aspect in our sacrifice, but any action, anything can become a sacrifice. When? When it is given to God. So it is important that you have an intention to transform that action that offering into a sacred action, so into a sacred sacrifice. Sacrifice is then the offering of something. You have to have something. Uh, normally in the Bible, you remember in the Old Testament, the sacrifice is made by the offering of an animal. Because man has, the, 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 the reason why the, the animal is chosen is because man cannot offer himself up to the point of immolating himself. Because the sacrifice is the way to offer yourself up. You can offer as many things as you wish, but all things are meant to signify your own offering, the offering of your own self. Because this is the sacrifice God is pleasing with, to offer our own self to him. But since man is incapable to, uh, and God is not asking of our own personal immolation, 
in a, in a, in a bloody way. God is asking, God was asking, and this is already in the, in the Old Testament, of something which can, in a, can be offered up in exchange. This is why the Old Testament chose to offer some animals. But you see, the animals is a, uh, something offered up to God in order to signify the offering of man's own life. But also, there is another important thing to understand. The animal offered, especially the lamb, is also a sign, a symbol. Symbol of who? Jesus, Jesus is the lamb. And Jesus is a is uh, the actualization, so to say, of that figure. Jesus is personally the Lamb. Jesus offered his own self to God. So the sacrifice is the offering of something, of a reality, of a, a thing to God, in order to, and uh, it's important that that, that offering, that uh, gift presented to God in order to be offered up to him has to be destroyed in the sense that that offering has to be changed, has to be consecrated, detached from profanity in order to belong only to God. And what's the reason why we offer a sacrifice? In order to manifest God's uh, sovereignty above all things, over all other things. God is the only one who needs a adoration, needs a submission. So the sacrifice is a way to then transform something in order to give it to God. In this way, when you give something to God, you manifest that God has the right over all things, over your life, and you are showing by this, uh, this uh, uh, sacrifice that God is the one to be adored. You are submitting yourself to his divine, eternal majesty. Sacrifice is a common element of any kind of religion even before Christ, in every religion. And uh, there is always this concept of sacrifice too. And the sacrifice, in fact, is the supreme act of religion. Religion means to be uh, bound up with God. How can I show this my faith, this my submission to God? I can show it by publicly um, by presenting him something that I want to give exclusively to him. This is the sacrifice. The sacrifice has to be visible. Of course, the sacrifice is invisible and visible at the same time. Why invisible? Because there is no offering if I don't want to offer it. Yes? No offering at all. If I don't freely say, yes, I want to offer it up. 
So the sacrifice is invisible, or better to say, the sacrifice is internal. He comes from your own soul. It's an act of freedom. It's an act of your will. You say, yes, I want to give this up to God. I want to offer this up to Him in order to manifest, to, to submit myself to Him, to love Him more than anything else, because this is something only for Him. So, if there is no will, there is no sacrifice. But the will, the fact that you want to be sacrificed, or to sacrifice something, has to be always together with, accompanied by, by the offering of something. The offering of what? What can you offer to God? Anything, we said, can become a sacrifice. In so far as it is an offering for God, it is sacred, it is transformed, it is changed from a natural thing into a supernatural thing. You see, so the will is important, your will, your freedom. Let's uh, open a parenthesis. Nowadays, there is a kind of uh, rejection of freedom. For the fact that we have abused so much of our freedom, we now have come to a point when we say that Possibly man is not free. He has to do, necessarily, some things. So there is no freedom. And uh, we, uh, we, according to some people, especially philosophers, very influential in our society, with their kind of uh, thoughts and uh, guideline principles, they say man is compelled to do certain actions. So there is no freedom. If there is no freedom, there is no moral responsibility. There is no conscience, of course. There is, uh, in the end, there is, there is no God. There is no, no need of your religion. Because what we can be sure of is just your this body material things and things that are evident things that can be touched things that can be seen but beyond the visible world there is nothing if we in a Christian way discover the meaning the importance of sacrifice, we understand precisely this, that freedom is the greatest gift we have received from God. And of course, uh, the sacrifice is the highest manifestation of our freedom. No one is compelling you to offer something up to God. Yes? What is the reason why we offer up a sacrifice to God. 
we said sacrifice is the supreme manifestation of religion. It's an act of religion. Yes? Submission to God. Why to be submitted to him? Because God is God, of course. And because we love him. God is our Father. And the best, the only possible way to acknowledge the, the fact that God is our Father and he, he deserves all our submission and adoration and the filial love is sacrifice. So in our sacrifice, we show that we are free. Anyway, sacrifice is, is then uh, is the manifestation of this freedom. The sacrifice is, is the only possible way we acknowledge God's divine majesty. Right. Now, We said a sacrifice is doing something sacred. You present to God something that you want to give, to give exclusively to Him. But of course, all the things that we present to Him are always uh, just a means of Another, another offering that we mean to, to, to give to God, that we want to give to God. All things are always like a, an instrument in order to signify, basically, that we ourselves want to be offered to Him. We want to give ourselves to Him. But in order to... In order the sacrifice to happen, there is a need of something very, very essential. For the sacrifice to happen, to be offered, there is a need. There is something needed. We said we need our will and we need something to offer. But when the sacrifice is celebrated, when it's consummated, so to speak, when the sacrifice is accomplished, is your will the only necessary thing or the thing itself to offer necessary to do a sacrifice or there is something else in order to accomplish it? What is it needed? Right. It is needed the fact that the sacrifice has to be accepted by God. Otherwise, there is no sacrifice. Yes? Yes. The sacrifice as a sacrifice, something sacred, 
Of course, it is accepted by God. But in order to be a sacrifice, there is a need of something. Hmm? Suffering, purity, of course, purity of heart, purity of intention, great faith, yes. Otherwise, we said great love, love, yes. Why do you offer a sacrifice? Because you love God. The more you love, the more you want to, to sacrifice yourself for God, yes. And love is always sacrificial. There is no true love without sacrifice, yes. How did Jesus love us? By dying for us. There is no greater love than His love. Right? So we need faith, we need a great love, a pure heart, yes. But the sacrifice we are offering, say, uh, we are offering our own uh, substance, we, we have we want to give up to God some, we offer, we give some money to a person who is in need and we mean to offer sacrifice. We deprive ourselves of some money in order to help another person. But that action, or we are ill, for example, and we want to offer that illness up to God, fine, that's great. Although we said that not only uh, unpleasant uh, situations have to become a sacrifice, but any possible action, any possible offering can become a sacrifice. So when can that offering become a sacrifice? There is a need of something, an intervention of something. Sacrifice, we already said that. Sacrifice, sacrum facere, to set apart, to consecrate, to make it sacred. Yes, how we make something sacred? What father, we need a priest. <laughs> you, the Holy Spirit, fantastic. This is, we come also to the Holy Spirit in a minute. What you need, what we need, in it, in the sacrifice, in the offering, in order, in order to have a sacrifice, we need a transformation. Yes, that thing from natural has to become spiritual, correct. Yes, you see when the priest is doing during the Mass, the epiclesis, although there is a slight difference between the Latin, the Latin Church and the Eastern, the Eastern Church, for the Eastern Church, the moment of the consecration of body and blood of Christ occurs when the priest is doing the epiclesis. But, uh, yes, while for the Latin Church, the, epic the epiclesis precedes the moment of the consecration. The consecration is when the priest repeats the words of Jesus, this is my body, this is my blood. But anyway, the, the Holy Spirit is necessary 
He's the sanctifier. He's making something holy. The Holy Spirit is actually transforming something from a natural thing into a gift, supernatural gift. That is a spiritual thing. To transform things from material thing into a spiritual one. This change is necessary. With, if there is no change, there is no sacrifice. So you see the importance of a sacrifice. The sacrifice is necessary in order to change something and to present it to God. Otherwise, God cannot receive it. If spirit. Yes, God is spirit, of course, yes. And uh, those who want to love him, those who want to please unto him, have to become spirit, spiritual have to be transformed by the Holy Spirit. So, if we now see something very fundamental, uh, we have to say that the Christian life is a sacrifice. If there is no sacrifice at the beginning of our Christian life, there is no Christian life at all. If there is no baptism, there is no Christian life. What is the baptism? Actually, it's the transformation of a person from a mere human being into a son, daughter of God. Yes? This is a transformation worked out by the grace. The grace of who? The grace of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the, trans the one who transforms a person by his grace. So you said grace. Yes, grace is the gift that transforms us, transforms the, that element, human element, in this case a person, from a material person, a human person. Of course the person re remains always human, but from a material one into a spiritual one. Being partakers of God's in a life, God's divine life. So if there is no sacrifice, we cannot be transformed into children of God. So the sacrifice is truly uh, fundamental, is necessary in order to become Christians. That's why the Mass is the very center of our being Christians. Although we do not be become to be uh, Christians by participating in the Mass. The very first uh, act of being Christians is baptism. Yes? But the grace to be baptized comes from where? The grace to be, to receive the baptism, comes from course, uh, the Catholic Church draws this from her own power or from something else? From the sacrifice Correct. From, from the, the sacrifice of the cross. The cross. The redemption of Christ is central. It is on that moment Christ dying for us. When Christ uh, meritated for us all grace and he 
uh, with his death on the cross, he has merited for us this grace, this salvific grace. So the salvation, the grace to be saved, which is donated to us by the baptism, comes from the cross. All salvation, all grace comes from the cross. So the sacrifice, in a sense, is central in order to give us life in all sacraments we receive. Without the sacrifice, we cannot receive the sacraments. Because there is no, uh, no gift of divine life, no gift of sanctifying grace. Because there is no grace at all. The grace was, uh, was uh, purchased by Christ, by dying for us, by paying that debt of, uh, uh, to, to God, the Father, in order to free us from death, right? So the sacrifice is very central. Of course, the sacrifice of Christ that has uh, acquired for us all grace, in order to be dispensed in each of the seven sacraments of the Church. And the fundamental one, the fontal sacrament, is the baptism, and then we have confirmation, and then we have the very, the very... Uh, uh, Holy Eucharist is the very goal of all sacraments. Right? The three sacraments of Christian initiation, you know, are baptism, confirmation, and Holy Eucharist. But the Holy Eucharist is the very summit of all these sacraments. Why? Because the Holy Eucharist is the celebration of the only sacrifice of our salvation. So, in a, in a way, all other sacraments draw their power, their grace, effectiveness from from the Holy Eucharist because the Holy Eucharist is the celebration of the of the sacrifice of Christ the source of all grace right so the sacrifice is is important and the grace itself sanctifying grace is the fruit of the sacrifice of Christ Grace, we receive grace. When? When we are reborn in Christ. That is, when we are no longer human, or better, no longer uh, creatures born uh, with the original sin, enemies of God, but creatures that become now, that are healed, uh, have been uh, healed by God, by His grace, that original sin has been completely uh, rooted out, and we, uh, there is no original sin anymore by baptism, and we are imbued with all grace, this new habit, this new condition, human condition, sanctifying grace, to be holy, to be for God, to belong to Him. This, is, this means to be Christians. 
to be holy, to become, to become Christians is to be, to live for God. So basically is to offer yourself as a sacrifice. See? You are no longer profane. We are no longer profane. Although we live in a world, we live among profane things. But the effort is not to be uh, only among these worldly things, but within the world to belong to God, to be set apart for Him. And this is uh, Christian life, to live upon the gift of grace. So you understand that um, the beginning, we could say, the very beginning of our Christian life is the sacrifice. In this way, I think, the word sacrifice is no longer scary or something... Uh, unpleasant even to hear but it is a life-giving element always sacrifice is a life-giving gift yes life-giving gift so already we can grasp now something of the centrality of the sacrifice in the mass if the mass is ignored as a sacrifice of the cross in order to be presented to the people, to believers, only as the moment when we come to share in the same banquet and to be socially happy for a while, we don't leave any more the Mass, we don't understand any more the meaning, and we don't leave any more our Christian faith. So the sacrifice is central. Let's finally reflect on this to understand the centrality of sacrifice. Uh, in order to become Christians, we need something. We need the grace, of course. But we have to be converted, yes? It is not possible to <laughs> not to be converted. Conversion. We need a conversion. What is a conversion? Basically, it is a sacrifice. It is to be detached from profane things, not to live anymore for the world, for only a very horizontal uh, uh, way of life, but to live for God. And there is no Christian life without a conversion. And the great... Uh, Chesterton used to say that the very characteristic of Catholic life is the conversion. While in other religions you are born as a Buddhist, normally you can also become, as now the people in the West are now becoming more interested in, be, in uh, being Buddhist, but normally, especially for the Islamic faith, while in other religions, ordinarily, you are born as such, and you don't need any transformation, any change, because it is the heritage of your religion that makes you holy. In the Christian life only, in order to be Christians, you need a conversion. You need to change your life, to change your mind. Conversion is a change of your mind, your will, your way of living, 
it's a to turn, a U-turn, so to speak. If you drive, you understand that you got the wrong way, you have to make a U-turn and change completely your direction to go to the opposite direction. This is a conversion. But basically... What was the literal meaning, again, of conversion? Conversion actually is to, to change the direction to change of you. To, to change direction. To, to do a U-turn. Possibly, um, oh, like repentance is think again. Yes. Repent, yeah. Actually, the meaning of conversion is in. Uh, is, it, is it different from repentance in the sense of turning round? Yeah, the meaning of conversio, conversio is Latin, and conversion from Latin, but the original word for conversion is Greek. It is metanoia. Yes, which means. Change of heart. Change of mind. mind. The nose in Greek is your mind. Yeah, okay. So, in order to have a conversion is to go beyond your mind. mind. Meta is beyond. Beyond. Uh To go even beyond it. You you have not to live anymore according to your own mind, to your own thoughts, but to live for God. So, you have to change your mind. Conversion basically is to change your mind. Repentance means to, to, uh, to, to uh, ask for forgiveness for all your sins, to repent. Of course, you... Yeah, you but they, I was thinking literal repent, you know, because thinking of pen as like pensée in French, which I, I, I know better than Latin, uh, it's like, for me, it was like rethinking and deciding to go a different way because you have rethought your direction. Mm. Repent is, yes, could be. But we have, I think for us, it has become an idea of, you know, being so thinking about our sins and deciding to change. Yes. But the, I'm just thinking you're doing like literal meanings to yes. us, which is very useful yes. to get right back to the root mm. of the words. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So repentance is more about. Uh, Acknowledging your sins and changing your changing life. Changing your life, yeah. yeah. But converse, there is no true repentance without a conversion, of course. You must have the conversion. You must have the conversion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And every time we do penance, repentance, penance, to do penance, we, we actually have to, to get a conversion, to make a U-turn to change direction of life. Yeah. This is wrong. If you continue this way, you, you go to a... You get a dead end. Right? Yeah, because nowadays we always use the road. You find you're on the wrong road when yes. you're driving yes. and then suddenly realise you've got to find a signpost and get it right. Yes. Can I just say, Colonel Newman apparently used to say that Catholics, particularly, you know, cradle Catholics, needed the second conversion. You know, he was thinking like Catholic parents have brought their babies to baptism. But when those babies grew up, they had a bit of a tendency to live on their parents' faith. And and there's a saying, God has no grandchildren. So you have to become a first-generation believer. Correct. And Newman used to insist, and I I remember reading that thinking how true it was, 
because I come from a cradle Catholic family mm. and you have to decide for yourself at some point when you're growing up. Correct. You can't live on your parents. Yes. Right. In fact, the confirmation is meant to yes. be the way you are you become aware yeah. of your faith and you freely profess it. But in any case, in any time, we need a conversion. Yeah. But the beautiful thing is that in order to become a Christian, you need a conversion. Yeah. You don't need to just accept something coming from your family. or That's why you have to become a first-generation uh, believer. Every day, if you want, every time in your life. Because we have to become aware to accept this responsibility and to change our life in order to please God and to leave everything behind, right? So the sacrifice is central because the way we get our conversion is the way we offer up a sacrifice. But if we don't know what a sacrifice is, why should I be converted? Why should I change my life? Why should I give that up? Because it is not pleasing unto God. Why should I live according to God's commandments if uh, sacrifice is nothing? That's why it happens nowadays that Catholics uh, want to live in sin in a regular situation, for example, of marriage, and then desire, wish to receive Holy Communion in a moment when, unfortunately, the concept of sacrifice and conversion is a little bit neglected. And this allows people to think that the faith is no longer something demanding or a change of life, a conversion, but something you have the right to do. The faith is no longer a gift given to you freely and that you freely accept it, but it is a right, something that you have the right to do. Uh, so we have to go back to this concept of sacrifice, which is central. And uh, uh, we understand so that sacrifice is one thing with uh, consecration, right? Consecration, to do, to consecrate. So in baptism, we are consecrated to God. We are offered up to Him. We are made holy. Yes? And you see, always to understand the, the roots of the words, which is helpful, consecration is uh, very, very close to another word, which is sanctification. In fact, they have the same, the same root. To sanctify actually means to make something spiritual. And to do something spiritual, you have to, to transform, to change inwardly that thing, to change the, the thing from something material into something supernatural, spiritual. So if there is no change, made at the very outset of our Christian life, there is no Christian life at all. If there is no sacrifice in our Christian life, there is no Christian life at all, we should say.
So we ask Our Lady now in this first uh, meditation to help us understand the reason why a sacrifice is necessary. And this is just a preparation for understanding the Mass. Yes? And uh, because in the, in the Latin Mass, especially in the Latin Mass, the focus is on the, on the centrality of the sacrifice. The whole Mass is built up on this main concept. And especially when we live spiritually, the mystery of the Mass, we are following Jesus during his passion and death. Yes? We are not just wandering uh, to see Jesus uh, preaching or Jesus just being happy and having a very good time with his disciples. We are following Jesus during his uh, journey which led him to embrace the cross and to die for us. But this is not something uh, bloody or scary we have to be worried about. No. Of course, the, the suffering is always something scary. But if we understand the meaning of sacrifice, there is always an, the aspect of suffering involved. But why? Not because suffer, we, we like suffering and we want to embrace it. But because in order to make this change, we have to be detached. It is not easy. We are very attached to material things. We are very material. We don't want to, to leave anything behind. Especially things that are comfortable. Yes? And that the aspect of suffering comes, uh, kicks in when? when we have to be detached, to be transformed. And the beautiful thing is that not only we have to be transformed, but Jesus himself transformed, so to speak, himself during his passion and death. He was, let's have as an example, the, the, a grain of wheat. Jesus himself is that grain of wheat which fell upon the earth and was transformed. Jesus was ground, yes, under the earth in order to give life. So the, the transformation is to be ground, to be transformed as a, as a grain of wheat in order to become disciples of Christ. This is the reason why sometimes the, the sacrifice is a little bit scary. But the penitential aspect of the sacrifice comes uh, especially when we have to make an effort and we have to otherwise we don't do anything for God. We have to make an effort to change our life. To be to, to leave everything behind and to be given to, to live for God. Yes? If we want to be, uh, we want to follow this Christian pathway, which is a pathway of conversion, a daily conversion, it is a metano, it is a something implying also a penance. But the penance is not just to fast. Fast is a penance, right? Not to eat. Or not 
treat what we like, for example. It is a penance. But the penitential aspect of sacrifice is not, not only the fast itself, but it is more the change of your mind. In order to please God, I have to fast. I have to abstain myself from doing something which is wrong. Yes? It is more the always the conversion, we said is a metanoia, to go beyond your intelligence, the way you understand something. You have to uh, uh, try to change your mind, your point of view. So the penitential aspect, the penance is more uh, sorrowful, especially when it is about giving something up with our mind, with our thought, our will, than practically doing a penance. Do you, you see what I mean? Sometimes, to fast, is not just the penance we don't eat, because we can uh, have something light and have a... or just uh, bread and water. But it is more about the reason why I have to fast that is more penitential. It is more about the reason why I have to abstain from doing something wrong that is more penitential than not doing it. And this is because we are spiritual and, and the freedom a disordered freedom kicks always in, trying to, to make us think as we wish, to make us choose what we want, and to, to be always independent, to put God away and say, no, this is my will, this is what I want. In order to overcome this way of doing, uh, we have to do a penance. And the penitential aspect is right in this effort to overcome this mind, this uh, material understanding. Right.